Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Gospel reading today begins with Jesus speaking these words, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And in what he says that follows, you really kind of understand and perceive it as a a recipe, a, a manual for what to do or what to remember in moments when your heart is troubled. Now consider the immediate context. Jesus speaks these words and he speaks them just after saying something rather troubling to Peter. So whether you want to grab a a Bible in front of you or maybe if you've got the Bible on your smartphone, you can pull it up. And at the very end of John 13, Jesus says to Peter a prophecy that will be fulfilled shortly. Before the rooster crows, you will have denied me three times. Peter hears this after talking about, after confessing just how much on Jesus' side he is. And then to have Jesus say that to him, it's no wonder, perhaps, that Peter's heart is troubled. But when Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled, he's, he's not speaking only to Peter. He's speaking to the entirety of that group, the eleven, because they're gathered here on this Thursday night together, but this isn't just any Thursday. This is the Thursday. This is the night that he celebrated his last supper with his disciples. The night before he would go to the cross. And if you remember in in John's Gospel, he records for us the events, what had happened immediately following this supper. Remember, Jesus' disciples, they had gotten into this argument about who was the greatest in God's kingdom. To their shame, Jesus in that moment got down from the table and he began to wash their feet, setting them an example. Because if they hadn't understood the words that he was saying, perhaps they would understand the actions that he was doing. If you want to see greatness in the kingdom of God, he was saying, here it is. It's service. And serving in the most lowly and humble way. This is greatness in my kingdom. So perhaps their hearts were troubled as they considered that. Or as they considered what Jesus had just said about one of their number, the twelve, being one who would betray him. Or maybe they were troubled that Judas had gotten up without any explanation and left. Or perhaps they were troubled by what Jesus had been speaking to them about, that he was in a very short period of time going to be leaving them. They wouldn't see him any longer. It's no wonder that here in this moment, Jesus says to them, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. But we hear these words as well, spoken into our own situations, our own lives, which are so often filled with trouble. And there's a right way and a wrong way to hear them. So the wrong way first. When Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled, What he isn't saying is that for us as followers of him that we need to just paper over the trouble in our lives. Put on a happy face for 
our family, for our friends, for our coworkers, and pretend as if we don't have any problems or troubles. Jesus is not saying when he says, let not your hearts be troubled, he is not saying that your lives need to mirror your social media feeds where we only put the best of the best forward. And it seems like we never have a problem or trouble that we experience. He's not saying that. John goes out of his way to tell us on three different occasions that Jesus himself, using the same word, that he was troubled in spirit as he looked ahead to the cross and what was to come. Jesus experienced trouble as well. And so did the other apostles. Even after Jesus' resurrection, they knew trouble and trial and suffering. And so do we. And so Jesus speaks these words, let not your hearts be troubled, not in a way that we need to hear them and just kind of paper over the problems that we experience and the troubles that we face. But he wants us to hear these words in a way that we understand when we are going through troubles, that in those moments, Jesus is with us and providing us hope in very real ways. So there are three things from this passage I want to highlight in terms of things that are helpful to remember in the moment you experience trouble. First, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled, for in my Father's house are many rooms. You'll never walk up to the, the front door of God's house and see the no vacancy sign lit up. As incredible as it may sound, There is a room for you in God's house with your name written above the door. It's placed there when you were baptized. Jesus says this because of what trouble does to us, how it causes us to change how we see our lives in the world around us. So trouble, it has this narrowing effect on us. When we experience trouble, in whatever form it takes, it tends to narrow our field of vision so that more and more as that trouble becomes acute, it's the only thing we see. It's the only thing our minds focus on. It's like a a black hole in our heads and our thoughts just circle around it endlessly. Think back to the last time, uh, maybe when you had a, a big test that was coming up. And if school was a long way away, then think of the last time you had a big deadline at work that you had to meet. Or another trouble that you're facing. And just think back to that moment and how in those acute moments of trouble, it's hard for us to see past them. Not only to see past them into the future, to realize that that present trouble will not necessarily be a future reality, but to see that while you may be experiencing trouble in this moment, in this place in your life, that even in the present all around you, there are other things that aren't troublesome, blessings that God has put in your life. And so maybe if the trouble is a relationship that you're experiencing, it becomes so much the focus for us that we can't see that all of the other relationships around us, the people that God has placed in our lives, perhaps are not troublesome. They're the reverse. They're blessings from God, meant to uphold us and support us in that moment. 
And so when Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled, for in God's house are many rooms, it's a reminder for us that no matter how troublesome our present happens to be, no matter how narrow our focus zooms in, that these things are temporary. And the blessing that God has for you in the future is an incredibly great one and one we should hold on to. So let not your hearts be troubled, for in my Father's house are many rooms, Jesus says. He follows that up immediately by saying, let not your hearts be troubled because I'm going to prepare a place for you. And that, if you stop to think about it, that might be kind of a curious thing to say about the house of God. That Jesus is going to prepare a place. What does it mean? What was unprepared? Is it that the, the house of God was in need of renovation? That it was too small before and Jesus needed to tack on some extra room so there would be space for all of you? I don't believe so. But there is a way in which, as Jesus is speaking those words presently, in that moment 2,000 years ago, that something was not yet finished, not yet prepared fully. And it's this. As Jesus spoke those words on that Thursday night, sin had not yet been atoned for. The Lamb of God was not yet slain. Sin, death, and the devil were not defeated yet in that moment because Jesus had not yet gone to the cross carrying the weight, the guilt, uh, the burden of your sin on his shoulders. That was in the future. In three days' time, all of that would be accomplished. On this Thursday night, Jesus speaks these words, he would be arrested. On Friday... He would be crucified. On Saturday, his body would lie lifeless in the tomb. And then on the third day, on Sunday, he would be raised to life again. And the way, now once and for all, would be prepared. Perhaps this is what Jesus was getting at when he said to his disciples, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas, of course, Piped up, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? He wanted a map. Jesus said to him, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So let not your hearts be troubled, because the place has been prepared for you by Jesus, who is your way. Finally, Jesus says, Let not your hearts be troubled, for I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you alone. He actually speaks these words in the verses immediately following our gospel reading. Uh, It starts in verse 17. So again, if you've got your Bibles, you can read along and, and see this yourselves. Actually starting in verse 16. It's all part of that same conversation that he's having, though. This is what he says. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you 
and will be in you. What Jesus was trying to get across to his disciples on that night is this. I am with you now, physically in your presence. But I am going back to my Father. But when I go, I will not leave you as orphans. I won't leave you alone. I will send you the Holy Spirit, my Spirit, who will live in you. And in this way, I will always be with you in the midst of anything. And so, for us, what this means is that that same Spirit of God that gave courage to David as he stood before Goliath is with you now in this moment. That same Spirit of God that gave confidence to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they faced the fiery furnace. Same one who, moments later, as they stood in that furnace, was there with them. That same Spirit of God is with you now in this moment. That same Spirit of God that gave peace to Stephen, who we heard about in our lesson from Acts today, that gave him peace, even as he faced his impending death for his confession of Christ, that same Spirit of God dwells in you through the waters of baptism. So let not your hearts be troubled, because in his Father's house are many rooms. One of them is yours. Let not your hearts be troubled, because Jesus has gone and prepared a place for you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Let not your hearts be troubled, because he has not left you as orphans. He's with you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, even in this moment, whatever trouble you may be facing now in this moment, or whatever trouble that you will face in the future, Jesus knows what it is. And he cares about it. It doesn't come as a surprise to him. He cares about your marriage. He cares about your parenting or your grandparenting. He cares about your job. He cares about your singleness. He cares about your loneliness. He cares about all of these things that trouble you. And what he would have you know this morning from our gospel reading today is that though you will experience troubles, and troubles plural, it's more than one, unfortunately, for us in this life, though you will experience troubles, you have also been given a peace from God that surpasses all of those things. So please pray with me. Jesus, you know the things that trouble our hearts the most. When these things draw near, remind us again of these words and promises of yours, that our hearts can be at peace because you have given us a place, you have prepared the way, and you've sent your Spirit to help us see, see ourselves through them. In Jesus' name, amen.